in the beautiful West 7th neighborhood of St. Paul, Minnesota, you're listening to the Capital City Podcast. Well, it's good to be with you guys uh, this morning um, and be able to worship with you. Uh, and it's going to be a little bit different uh, this week. We'll be doing things a little bit different. Um, as I was preparing another uh, more normal sermon for this week, it just kind of ended up not feeling quite right. Not that it was bad. Um, I'm actually pretty excited to finish it and complete it and to share it with you guys at another time. I think it'll be actually pretty interesting. But it didn't seem right considering the world right now. And when I stopped to think, that's when I stopped to think, what, did, what even is right to say in the world right now? <laughs> I'm extremely grateful for how our church has uh, talked about justice both recently and in the past, but that means it seems kind of unfruitful for me to take another swing at it since it's been talked about so well. But to move on to an unrelated story about Abraham or a parable uh, just felt like not addressing the elephant in the room, at least for me. Earlier this week, it was at that point that God kind of smacked me over the head and pointed out to me I was asking the wrong question. Uh, what head knowledge do we need to learn right now when instead what I think we all kind of could use uh, is to address what our hearts need? The last few weeks undoubtedly have brought a lot of strong emotions out in us. There have been things to mourn, things that provoke anger, things that can stoke fear about or in us about the future, and probably plenty of other things. These emotions have been bouncing around in me all this week. Even, even this morning, I saw a couple of pastors on Twitter tweeting different things of just like, man, we got sermons to preach. The gospel is true, but how do you preach when you're heartbroken? Um, and, I, and I echo that. And I don't necessarily feel it to the same way that maybe they do, but I certainly feel it. Um, and I want to give us an opportunity this morning to work through, through those emotions together and with God. Uh, through the reading of a few psalms. And this is where our morning looks a little different. But before we get there, a quick crash course on the psalms. They are deeply emotional poetry written by a variety of God's people, describing their praise, their laments, their requests, and overall conversations with God. As poetry, the psalms can reach into us if we let them, past simply head knowledge to affect our hearts. They are thoughtfully and intentionally structured and worded as to burrow themselves into us in a way that simple prose would have a difficult time doing. Think of a catchy song that you find yourself humming throughout the day, just almost unwittingly. The writer of the Psalms wishes to evoke that in you. Or a song that evokes a strong emotional response. The writer of the Psalm wishes to evoke that too. This would have been especially true for the Israelites, as many of the psalms were originally sung by them in worship together. Now, we don't really have many of those tunes, and don't worry, we're not actually going to sing them today. But we can replicate the call and response that the Israelites would have done, at least at times, during their singing. Uh, perhaps uh, it would have uh, been between a leader and their congregation, or two halves of the congregation itself. But this call and response allows for us to effectively preach and testify to each other the message of the Psalms in a unique way we can affirm them together as a congregation. But before we do that, uh, a couple other quick observations. 
The first is this. As we engage with the Psalms, we have to remember, just like the rest of the Bible, that they were written for us, but not to us. That is to say, we cannot simply apply them to our lives without first understanding what they meant to Israel. Now, there's a lot of minutia that we could get into that or with that, but broadly speaking, the most important distinction to keep in mind, especially for what we're reading today, is that Israel was a nation that was in covenant with God. The church is not a nation and abides under the new covenant. There's a paradigm shift. Thus, when we see phrases about the land, potential exile from the land, the wrath of God against their nation, etc., we must realize that this is in the context of God's covenant with Israel, that he would bless them with their land if they were faithful, and would punish them or send them into exile if they were not. We cannot simply swap the USA for Israel, although we could probably derive that God will bless his church when it is faithful to him. My second observation before we get into it is this. Be encouraged that we join a great cloud of witnesses that have recited together these psalms throughout the history of God's people. Paul encourages the people of God in Ephesians 5 to speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing, to get, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all the things God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. And Christians have done so. Know that our ancestors in the faith have recited or sung psalms in darker times than these, in more unjust times than these, during far deadlier plagues than COVID, and yet God has been faithful to them and the message that, they, that these psalms proclaim. So with that, um, we're going to actually dive into the thing that's going to be a little bit different. Uh, I am going to screen share uh, momentarily. Um, a few psalms that I've selected for this week. Um, you should all be able to see it. And unlike when we do uh, worship together singing, uh, I'm going to encourage you, if you're comfortable, uh, to actually turn your mics on <laughs> um, so we can hear each other say this together. Um, so what I'm going to do is I've on the screen share, you can see that there are bolded words, uh, and that will be what you guys respond with. We're going to be doing this as kind of like a lead response sort of reading. It, when we're actually in person again, I would love to do this again, where we can just split the, the auditorium in half and half and have the like half the congregation echo the other half, because uh, I think that would be a, a beautiful thing to see. But we're going to try to replicate as best we can that here. So I'll read the non-bold parts, and then you guys will respond with the bold parts. Um, and then when we're done with each of these psalms, uh, I've had a couple people who will be willing to pray over us and with them uh, over what we do. Um, so I'll give you guys just a quick second to get yourselves ready if you want, um, and then we'll start with Psalm 42. I was just going to say that as we're reading, probably we'll probably all be reading at the same time together, but because of the lag, we'll hear everyone else a second behind us, and then... <laughs> Everyone might keep trying to slow down to back up with everyone else. So just sort of read at the pace that seems right, even if everyone else seems like one second behind you. Yeah. Let, yes. Speak boldly. <laughs> the weird lag that'll inevitably happen because of Zoom. Um, and I, I recognize from the start, um, this is a little weird. But um, let me pray once before we uh, get going. And then I'll, I'll start with verse one of Psalm 42. Father God, we come to you today with a lot of thoughts and emotions, perhaps joy, 
we come in a lot of different places, Lord. Um, may your psalms speak to us. Um, may they speak to us as a congregation. May they encourage us in you. May they hone us in on who you want us to be um, and the, the trust and the joy that we can find in you ultimately. We pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, so we'll start at Psalm 42, verse 1. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. People say to me all day long, where is the God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God. Under, Under the protection of the mighty one, shouts of joy and praise the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, or I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you. The, the land of the Jordan, the heights of Mount Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All the waves swept over me. By day, the Lord directs his love. And at night, song is with me. Prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony, and my foes taunt me. Stand to me all day long, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Lord, we, uh, we long for you. We thirst for you. Lord, tears have been our food as we look upon the world these past few months, and our souls are cast down within us. Uh, pandemic, mental health, racism, police brutality, and riots and social unrest. And people are saying, where is God through all of this? And where is the church? Where is people? Lord, we pray that you would show your glory, your peace, and your kingdom to the world. Lord, we pray that you would restore us, that you would comfort us, that you would send your light, your truth on the world. Send your spirit and let us rejoice and lead a procession to your house with shouts of praise. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll move on to Psalm 37, verse 1. Do not fret because those who are evil, or be envious of those who do wrong. For like, like the grass, grass they will soon wither. Like, like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of our heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust him, and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, and your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. 
do not fret when people succeed in their ways and they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. Those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. A little while, and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. The meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them. The Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend the bow to bring down the poor and needy and to slay those who are, whose ways are upright. But their swords will pierce their own hearts and their bows will be broken. Better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of the many wicked. For the power of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The blameless spend their days under the Lord's care and their inheritance will endure forever. In times of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. But the wicked will perish, though the Lord's enemies are like the flowers of the field. They will be consumed. They will go up in smoke. The wicked borrow and do not repay. The righteous give generously. Those the Lord blesses will inherit the land. But those destroyed. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. He makes stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. I was young and I am now old. I have never seen righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. They are always generous and lend freely. Their children be a blessing. Turn from evil and do good. Then you will dwell in the land forever. For the Lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones. Wrongdoers will be completely destroyed. The offspring will get perish. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in forever. The mouths of the righteous utter wisdom, and in their tongues speak The law of their God is in their hearts. Their feet do not slip. The wicked lie in wait for the righteous, intent on putting them to death. The Lord will not leave them in the power of the wicked, or let them be condemned with brought to trial. Open the Lord and keep his way. He will exalt those who inherit the land. When the wicked are destroyed, you will see it. I have seen the wicked and ruthless man flourishing like a luxuriant native tree. But he soon away and was no more. Though I looked for him, he could not be found. Consider the blameless, observe the upright. A future awaits those who seek peace. But all sinners will be destroyed. There will be no future for the wicked. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their strong in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. 
Oh Lord, we thank you for your psalms. We thank you for the words of lament, of praise and thanksgiving, of reminders of who you are and of wisdom for our lives. Lord, you are our delight. You are our light and our joy and our hope beyond the wickedness and injustices of our world. Lord, we pray for strength and desire to trust in you this morning and each day. We pray that the desires of our heart would be in line with the desires of yours. Lord, as hard as it is, especially in days filled with trouble and unknown, help us not to be filled with worry and anxiety, not to fret, but to seek you, be still before you, and be patient. Lord, we know you also call us to action. You are a God of justice, and you call us to justice. You care for the poor and needy and call us to do the same. And even as we pray these words, Lord, we know that we too are completely dependent on you. Help us to be humble and recognize this. Lord, we don't have all the answers, and it's only through your wisdom and grace that we're able to navigate this world and our places and our roles here. God, you are a generous God who lavishes your love upon us, and you call for us to be generous too. Please give us wisdom and discernment that we may commit our ways to you, establish our steps, and uphold us. For we know that you will not forsake us, and for this we give you thanks. Lord, we pray for courage to be people of peace and justice whose hope Hope is rooted deeply in you. Bury your word deep inside our hearts. Lord, our salvation is from you. You are our stronghold in times of trouble. You help us and deliver us from the wicked. You are our savior and our refuge. Amen. And finally, Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness. And joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. Slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion all he has made. All of your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. So that all people may know of your mighty acts and glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises. And faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall. And lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you. And you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand. And satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways. And faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all those who call on him. All who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry. Saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him. 
all the way he will destroy. Now let's say this last one together. My mouth will sing praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Let me pray. Father God, as we have said before, um, it can be overwhelming to see everything going on in our world, and yet you are the one true consistent through through all history, through all injustice, through all suffering, through all things, you are still good. You are still faithful. You still love those who follow you, and you desire for those who don't to come to you and follow you as well. Lord, you are compassionate. You are loving. You desire to reconcile all to you and this world to you, and yet you will not let those who remain in wickedness remain unpunished either. Lord, we trust you today. Fill us with confidence in you. Let us reflect on what you have done in the past and what you will still do today. Lord, may we not turn away from the injustice of the world, but may it be, may it be understood through the lens of who you are and your faithfulness to your people. Equip us to face our world in that knowledge of you. We love you and we praise you. In your name, amen. This is a project of the Capital City Church in the West 7th community of St. Paul, Minnesota. Find us on Instagram at Capital City Church STP or visit our website for more information at capitalcitystpaul.com. Paul.com.